Thank you, Jeff and Black Mountain College Museum and Arts Center for inviting Polly, Yukiko, and me to your home here in Asheville. We are truly honored to be bringing our reconstruction of the glyph, an historic 1951 collaboration between four legendary artists, all faculty at Black Mountain College that summer of 51. Dancer, choreographer, Catherine Litz, composer, Lou Harrison, painter, Ben Sean, and poet and rector of Black Mountain College, Charles Olson, who sparked this work into creation. The glyph was part of the school summer of so-called glyph gifts and became known simply as the glyph exchange. This work that you will see today is truly emblematic of Black Mountain College's experimentation and creative interaction. Choreographer performer Litz described the glyph's origin as a common idea of a glyph expressed by the different art forms, a compound image contained in a single work. It was poet Olson who kicked off this creative process. Olson lived in the Yucatan for four months in 1951, studying the ancient Mayan glyph stones. He wrote to fellow Black Mountain poet Robert Creeley from the Yucatan. What wilds me is that here in these glyphs is the intimate art, the inside stuff as against the mass and space of the buildings, God stuff. For Olson, the Mayans, he wrote, were hot for the world they lived in and hot to get it down by way of a language that is loaded to the gills, a kind of imagination drive towards a hot world, which is called creative power. It was the glyph stone's fluency as both text and image and their play between the figurative and abstract that Olson hoped would be generative for art making back at Black Mountain College. On his return to Black Mountain, he immediately gifted a newly inspired glyph-like poem of his own to painter Ben Sean, a poem that begins by waving the word race, glyph-like, and then explores it as event, ideogrammic image, and enigma. Sean immediately responds to Olson's poem with a drawing that is a glyph-like form from the anatomy of the human body that through further abstraction has become an ideogram. And now Olson, to enlarge the exchange, gives a new glyph gift poem to choreographer Litz and composer Harrison. 
Harrison responds with a six-part piano and percussion score and presents it to Litz, who creates a dance that Sean's drawing enlarged into a four-by-eight-foot flat serves as a wing for Litz's dance entrances and exits. Poetry, painting, music, and dance have thoroughly interplayed and closed any gaps in this chain of glyph giving. The work premiered August 24th, 1951 at Black Mountain College, only a few weeks after the glyph gifting had begun. Such was the spirit and love of experimentation that seems part of the collective DNA shared by the remarkable artists and faculty of Black Mountain College. This excitement about process and experimentation in the creative development of performance work began with Joseph Albers' invitation in 1936 to Zanti Shawinsky, who was a student and collaborator at the Bauhaus with visual and theater artists, Oscar Schlemmer. Chawinski's stage workshop at Black Mountain College engaged the theater student in what was called fundamental phenomena. Space, form, color, light, sound, music, movement, and time. Theater was explored as a play of geometric forms and light, not a verbal narrative structure to engage the personality of the performer, but a more objective world of pure form. After Zanti left Black Mountain College, the Center of Theater Experimentation became the Light Sound Movement Workshop taught by Betty and Pete Jennerjan in the late 40s. The search was for a structured relationship of light, sound, and movement that was basically nonverbal. Olson was involved in these workshops, and a year later, in 1951, this spirit of experimentation, interaction, and exchange of ideas was crystallized in his own glyph exchanges that created the work you will see today. It was, in fact, the visual artist Annie Albers, arriving at Black Mountain College with her husband, Joseph Albers, in 1933 at the school's inception, who brought many of the wonderfully generative ideas that became the heart and soul of creativity in the performance process at Black Mountain College. In writing from the late 40s, Annie Albers, in fact, extended her thinking about her visual art materials, inspired by her own dozen trips to Mexico, to the very use of words and movement in the performing arts. Quote, words and gestures are often not clearly recognized in their specific capacity as elements of form. They seem to be materials familiar to us through their daily use, 
but as media of art, they have to be newly mastered, just as any other material has to be, end of quote. Olson himself will pick up on this theme in his 1950 proclamation for the future of poetry, the inspiring essay, Projective Verse, where he will begin to break down the materials of language, Annie Albers-like, for the future writer's new path. Quote, the head by way of the ear to the syllable, the heart by way of the breath to the line. End of quote. You'll see today this principle of the artist grappling with the material in the 1951 dance of Litz, her exquisite use of the smallest gestures and how they build step by step, syllable by syllable into lines, phrases that magnificently make up the glyph. And Litz seems to follow verbatim the other awesome dictum in his projective verse essay for the new writer-creator, where, quote, one, percep sorry, one perception must immediately and directly lead to a further perception. Get on with it. Keep moving. Speed, the nerves, the perceptions, the split second acts where one perception must move on another. End of quote. Subsequently, a dance of almost constant metamorphosis is created by Catherine Litz at Black Mountain College. These interdevelopments in the arts between writers, choreographers, visual artists, and composers, exemplified by the glyph, flourished at Black Mountain College. And the following year, 1952, John Cage brought together pianist David Tudor, visual artist Robert Rauschenberg and Franz Klein, dancer Merce Cunningham, painter-dancer Nicholas Cernovich, and poets M.C. Richards and Charles Olson, all to simultaneously perform and exhibit their work in the dining hall of Black Mountain College. What was later referred to as theater piece number one. There were no scripts, rehearsals, or costumes. There were only time brackets for each individual. It is often cited as the first happening, and one could draw a line from the first experiments of Zanti Shawinsky in the 30s through the work of the Light Sound Movement Workshop of the 40s and the Glyph Collaborations in 51 directly to this Cage 52 happening. One would also be mapping out with each subsequent event a growing sense of artistic freedom for both the individual and collective, along with a growing sense of serendipity and surprising synchronicities, 
joy and cacophony. I think it's pronounced cacophony. Quote, things that can take its place alongside the things of nature. The words of Charles Olson. Black Mountain College was a unique moment that continues to inspire. We continue to hope that we are all part of something that would have that thrilling collaborative spirit and creative ferment. We think skeptically that maybe it's only possible from the welter of specific historic calamities that brought a particular people, students and faculty together and is not really replicable. But I think we would love to see what our time of challenges, may I say disasters, could yield creatively and bring us together collaboratively. It seems a perfect time to learn from Black Mountain College, to be reminded of the importance of the arts as a generative and redeeming force in a culture. If art were to become central to our education and can breathe fully, what might emerge from ourselves and our communities at this troubled time? Please let me introduce Yukiko Takaji, who will speak in more detail about the late great composer, humanist activist, Lou Harrison. And after her introductory words, she will start the performances today with Harrison's wonderful six sonatas for Cimbalo or Pinafore. Yukiko, thank you, and please all enjoy. <laughs> 